coming up. Walls have come down at Jurassic World Velocicoaster, and we know what's going into that vacant space at Universal City Walk on this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. And we have a really fun episode for you. I can't wait to get into it. But before we get there, I need to mention our sponsors, Dreams Unlimited Travel. Of course, if you are thinking about planning an upcoming vacation to Universal Orlando or even Walt Disney World, please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel if you like us here at the Diz and you like our content. And that's the easiest way to help us, uh, you know, besides watching the videos, of course. But if you want to support us directly, you can do so by booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. They're literally here to help you plan the perfect vacation that you want to have, whether that's having a lot of feedback from them as agents, the ones who are experts in in their fields, or if you just want to support us by using them, but then say, hey, I'll do all the hard work. That's also okay. They're literally there as much or as little as you want. And yeah, they will look out to make sure that you have the best savings on your vacation. So you can get a free no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and that would be appreciated. But if you're also looking out to help us in other ways, there's also ways like patreon.com slash disunplugged, magic candle company and the rest. So if you ever want any more information on all of that, go ahead and just leave comments down here and we can we can point you to all of those places. But Speaking of that, too, uh, you can always leave comments, questions on this show on YouTube. You can reach out to us on social media, email, however you feel like doing it. But if you are watching this on YouTube specifically, please make sure that you hit the thumbs up on this video and make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And then also, if you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you are rating and reviewing us. And I'm going to start reading all those good reviews because I like you. And I like I like good feedback, so it's, it makes me happy. I like your words. I like your words, and I will read them to the world if you you write them. If you write them, I will read them. It's like the new. If you build it, it will come. It's you say you say that a little more Yoda than you did, uh, like Costner in the cornfield. You you will be. You will build it. You can't build it. But, okay. Uh, now that the fun's all out of the way, Rhino, do you have anything to throw in before we get going on our news? I don't. You you said it all. Okay. Fantastic. Well, our first <laughs> news story that we're going to talk about is that the uh, the mysterious construction that's been happening in Universal City Walk for I I don't remember how long now. It's it feels like forever, but uh all those stores that were were right at the corner as you're rounding your way to go to Universal Studios Florida or that you cut through directly to get to Universal Studios Florida faster. All of those have been closed for the longest time and just a complete construction pit and pile as they're being refreshed into something new and as of the time that we're recording this this is still pretty recent breaking news but everyone probably knows what it is by now and that is it's going to be a new universal studios store and 
why is it happening? Well, that's the biggest question I have because they already have a perfectly fine Universal Studios store that they refreshed back in, I think it was right around 2013, 2014 when they started to reimagine all of Universal City Walk. They, they also did a brand new Universal Studios store. It is small. It's very small, and that could be one specific reason why they are looking to redo it again. And uh, you might say, well, are they going to close the old studio store? That's very possible. However, they've also been adding retro props and displays into that studio store. So it doesn't seem like they're going to get rid of it right away and that they might have plans to keep it on a little bit longer otherwise i don't know why they would they would throw all those props and and put money into to to freshening up that store a little bit more but we're just gonna have to wait and see but rhino what's what's your thoughts on this this move by universal we were hoping for so much more than a studio store Mm. but does it does it does it float your boat I mean, it makes sense. That's the, that's the thing, I guess. It, where, like, think about, um, you know, Disney Springs, right? Has the, has the, um, World of Disney there. And mm-hmm. there isn't, you know, and that's a massive store. And, uh, Universal probably, we, we got to remember when the parks were closed, City Walk opened before the parks, didn't it? It was open a little while yes. before. Or uh, am over, I misremembering a that? A month before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, there was probably a moment when they were like, wow, we could have been selling a lot more merchandise than we were. Also, I, I guarantee there's probably a lot of people that don't have that extra day park ticket or are just coming to city walk and don't go into the park that they're like, okay, well, we really need to up the merchandise game. I, I keep thinking specifically with like Harry Potter that there is no massive Harry Potter presence at city walk and they're probably like we really could be like selling a lot more of that merchandise so i guarantee like inside of that that store there's going to be a section that'll be a little more themed than just like harry potter merchandise on the racks or something like that that would i'd put my money on that um so i i can see it being kind of like okay well there's our harry potter area you know here's our marvel merchandise area here's our here's our uh you know uh uh I'm trying to think of whatever Dr. Seuss area, like maybe they'll have like little bit the like uh, an emporium, but like much, you know, on that. Well, they don't have anything on that scale, I guess, at City Walk. That's what I just keep thinking. So exactly, and that's I think this space is perfect for that because it is a massive space. I I always wanted it wasn't the Billabong store. I can't remember what. Why is it? It's just not yeah, coming it's a to me. It does, it's like Quiet Flights yeah. was on the named with it, too. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff right in that area. But uh, it's a bit, what was there does not matter. And, you know, I if I was going to Halloween Horror Nights or Studios Florida, I 1000% if the store was open, I walked through it, never bought a single thing there in my life yeah and i and that and my brain is just so warped now that i can't even tell you what the name of it was but the space is massive so they will be able to do a lot a lot with this well this uh, area also think about what you you just said you just said you walked through it all the time so if they leave the entrance like where it was and it still is a cut through it's basically like now people are going to be cut cutting through and walking through a universal merchandise store more and i guarantee yeah. people are probably going to stop and grab something on oh. that route more also the the i forgot it area you know yeah if if they have that that it's like it was before where you can walk through uh 
there will be a lot of impulse purchases on the way out and on the way mm-hmm. in when you see that thing like oh i didn't see that the last time i was here but i do like what, where your head's at with it bigger space uh be able to offer more merchandise from the different areas because that is like you know that's that's going to be able to represent the parks a lot better and honestly i feel like universal is on the precipice of potentially offering more merchandise than ever uh, i i know that that is a way coming out mm-hmm. of the entire covid situation when we are out of it cuz we we still aren't right now at this point but we're we're making great progress to trying to get out of it and a easy easy way to really maximize money is get people to spend money on food and beverage especially the stuff that doesn't cost them a lot yeah. to make or license and then they can throw it out and and get people buying it up like crazy that is a good way to start adding back to your cash flow with with specifically that food and merch so uh the more merch they can make the better and i think they've seen it even a little bit with with some of the retro merchandise that they've come out with for yeah for you know months and months now it is it is really cool stuff and then we've also seen it with the tribute stores making yeah really cool stuff in a fun unique environment so uh it doesn't it doesn't leave my mind at any point that universal would want two locations in city walk to sell merchandise and honestly i think one needs to be that studio store emporium style that offers a mishmash of everything and then maybe the other one is even a even like a tribute store where they pick a theme feature merchandise for a while switch it out i don't know maybe that's like one of the big dreams in my head i know that's never gonna happen but I was going to say, if they lean into that classic, like you just said, they they have been leaning a lot heavier into their, uh, and I love that about them, is that they're leaning into realizing like, oh, the 90s, people want the universal yeah. 90s merchandise. You know, they want the logo that has E.T. and Jaws and King Kong on it. We You know, we want that stuff, and that seems to be doing pretty well for them. So if they're leaning into being like, okay, well, let's let's have a store. This one's on the smaller side. That's like the film vault that kind of celebrates a little because the film vault is honestly one of my favorite stores at Universal because Mm -hmm. it's one of those where you're like, I don't know what knickknack from a classic kind of Universal title I'm going to find in here. But there's always something where you're like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, and so I. Yes. Yeah. The the American Pie Pie plate. Um, (laughs) I I think uh, I, I I just I. I think it would be cool if they did something like that where they were like, okay, we're going to lean it. I, I, I don't know. When you just said tribute store, now I'm like, ooh, what if there is a tribute store at Universal City Walk that just, just rotate? Or, and then maybe when it's not themed to like Halloween Horror Nights or something like that, it's literally just like retro merch. And yeah. um, I mean, yeah. that's great. Who knows? I, I feel like any concept like that would work for a secondary space with it, uh, more than just like dedicating a little spot to it. Because like Universal... One of the greatest things that they made a decision to do was when they decided we have limited space, even though, you know, hopefully Epic Universe comes to fruition sooner than later. uh, Mm -hmm. They know they still without buying extra land with what space they have on their current their current campus, their current property. They only have so much room. So they have to eliminate the past in order to grow for the future and change. Yeah. And they made that decision that they were not going to hold back and they would change with the times. And part of that meant losing Jaws for Diagon Alley, uh, which, you know, good good call, in my opinion. Love Jaws, but Diagon Alley is epic. Yeah. It is amazing. Uh, Back to the Future, gone to be replaced by The Simpsons. That's a bit more controversial, as we've talked about before in the past. 
mummy for King Kong. You know, the, uh, we can keep going on and on. There's been good ones. Then there's been Fast and Furious and replacing Beetlejuice and Earthquake. But it, it, none of that and none of that matters as much. But uh, even Islands of Adventure now has those stories, too, with something like Hagrid's replacing Dragon Challenge slash Dueling Dragons. What? Where is the the retro throwback Dueling Dragons merch that people would buy up mm. in an insane amount? I mean, there's all these there's all these opportunities, and because Universal is willing to get rid of their past, they also they also have no way to pay tribute through it unless it's with like special shows, like the nighttime shows, or in this case with merchandise. So let's go crazy well, on the merch. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, the last Halloween Horror Nights that we had in 2019 had the Ghostbusters house in it. And think about how well that Ghostbuster merch was like selling. And I was like, I'm part of that. I bought like the mug, the shirt, the, you know, all this stuff that I normally I buy like maybe one thing. I buy the little vinyl figure from that year. But it's think about how many people probably sometimes want the merch, but they're only in Halloween Horror Nights like that one time or something like that. So they can expand that. So I, I really feel like. Man, if they brought back the Ghostbuster attraction merchandise, I would be all over that, yeah. all over that. And I know that's a licensed property again, but clearly they have a good standing there or something. Yep. So I, I'd be very into that sort of stuff. I agree. So and I never thought we would talk so long about merchandise, but uh, we we clearly have more to cover with that. So we'll <laughs> we'll revisit this when we have more details. We're not going to go into little minutia like the fact that you can see Super Nintendo World on one of the artworks for for the new studio store. We know Super Nintendo World's coming one day. I don't I don't yeah, take that as a news. sign that it's coming sooner than later. Um it's just it's artwork. It's all artwork. We we've known for how long that artwork can even change as time progresses. So let let's not read into the tea leaves on that and just just <laughs> take it take it for what it is. Interesting news, but Maybe maybe there's a potential goodness out of it, but we have to talk about the next goodness that's about to come to Universal Orlando Resort at Islands of Adventure, uh, the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, which the construction walls yes. are now down, so we have a better look at how you can get so close to this coaster. Because, of course, the coaster has been completed for the longest time. The trains have been running uh, since before we brought back this show. But the construction walls were still up in several areas. Now they're down, and you can get super, super close. I mean, we're talking so close, six to ten feet away from you at some point. But it also offers these amazing views of this coaster. This thing just looks so cool. So cool. yeah, I I am so impressed with like the rock work that they put in with all the foliage and everything like that. It is just it is it immediately also the the theming of that area is great because it just is so like it screams Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this is the raptor enclosed. Like they did such a good job of what that looks like and it's so crazy because just seeing it the way we did, I was like, "Oh my gosh, the tracks look so close to everything." Where I was like, "This is going to be terrifying." Not just because it's like, oh, it's fun, it's terrifying, it's Jurassic Park, but like also it's like this tall and twisty coaster. And I, what did they say? It goes like 70 miles an hour or something like that. Uh, The fastest launch is right around there. So we should have picked up the t shirt that had all the facts and figures for the coaster on. So that way we could. I didn't even see that one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's one of those where I was just like, I, it it looks so close together. It's like what you said. It, It looks like, 
I was saying to you where I was like, are they going to put nets here or something like that? Like, yeah. it looks like I could reach out and slap you high five as you come through or something. Yeah, I am. I know it's very close to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that it is like it is bordering on being yeah, on top of inside parts of, the- of uh, yeah. on parts of three broomsticks in the Hogshead, uh, the back patio area. Like it is it is right there. And yeah, it would have been nice to space it out a little bit. But the fact is, this coaster looks incredible uh, and watching fa- watching it run. It's like, yeah, get goosebumps watching this thing run, especially at night. Yeah. Oh, with the yeah. lights on the train, with the lights on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, it's crazy. The the shots I've seen of it over the water, too, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, because uh, I think one of the twists where you're upside down is over the water. And I'm yeah, just like, the, oh, my gosh, that's going to be cool. I When they put that piece of track in right over top of the water where you're going upside down and it looks like it looks like your hair is going to get wet from it. Like I knew yeah. it was going to be exciting. Uh, but then to see an actual a train running on it and confirm that it is as close as it looks like. Yeah. Oh, this this thing is I don't know what else is opening up in 2021 at any theme park in Orlando. I mean, what's that? Ratatouille. Uh, that, that's not a roller coaster. <laughs> Did I say I said oh, attraction? I thought you just meant attraction. I did say attraction. Sorry, okay. I should say. Yeah, I I I guess I, I did say attraction, so I should I should rewalk my boards back there. Ratatouille will will most likely open up in twenty twenty one if all's going well with it. And uh I'm sorry, there's I know they're for two complete different audiences, uh serious coaster versus uh yeah. pretty much family friendly three D ride, but I the talk of the town it's going to have to be Jurassic World Velocicoaster, similar to how how Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure blew us all away when yeah, that opened yeah. up. I mean, once once Rise of the Resistance opened up later in December, that that added a little bit of fun to the wars back and forth between Disney and Universal. But Velocicoaster, man. <laughs> Velocicoaster. The interesting thing about Velocicoaster too, the, the the what I've been thinking about with it is that um, the last couple of things, the last couple of like we'll call them coasters that have opened because mm-hmm. Hagrid's is a coaster, but it's a family friendly coaster, right? More or less, still very yeah. exciting, but it's you know it's not it's not anything. I told my mom where I was like, you could probably do this one, although the backwards part might make her sick. But um, the then bef- it, it was um escape from gringotts right yes, and sir. that's a coaster but that's definitely family friendly this is the first one that is on it looks to me it's not the same but it looks like it would be in the level of hulk and rip ride rocket so it has been years since we've had one that is in that like realm of category not maybe not as tall maybe you know whatever different layout but it's in that for me in terms of it being uh like that excitement level or that like ex- extremity level, like that the levels of extreme, like it would be in that a category of extreme. I feel like, yeah, uh, I don't so, know yet. I can't tell. I haven't been on it, but it's what it looks like. Well, that's the, that's the hard part of this because based on looks, it's, it's definitely, it's more intense than rip ride rocket. Rip ride rocket's not, you think like, it is? Yes. Besides the, besides the part of rip ride rocket where you go straight up at the beginning and, pray that it doesn't break down besides that part once you get through that the rest of the coaster is is simple 
it's a really easy coaster it's still actually relatively smooth it's not it's not bad it's that initial 90 degrees up too tall and even with even knowing the like the issues as they are building and coming together it's a it's a solid coaster it's not it it's not falling apart any day of the week it will uh universal or disney will not let their roller coasters fall apart any reputable theme park will not let their coasters fall apart like that of course accidents always happen but Rip Ride Rocket, safe. It's just more the stress level of if it gets stuck, I know I. It's just will that one time it got out. stuck, and now forever, it's like yeah, yeah. It's it, it had that one historical moment, and now it's just been like. I'm also just afraid of the going up. So going up at ninety yeah. a ninety degree angle, and then also that big loop. And I know you say you don't go upside down because of the way it twists, but it's still one of those where I'm like. I don't like bear bear coasters, I guess. Like, I, you know, where they're just it's it, I like it when it's you feel so exposed. themed and so yeah. enclosed. Yes, exactly. I, I yeah, if I'm if I'm going to fall out, I would prefer it to be inside of a dark inside building or to raptors or magical creatures in the water at Hagrid's or yeah. somewhere like that. I, you know, like I, I, I get see? that the, the more exposed it is, the more you can think about if I fall out at the very Death. top of this, then I am going to fall a long way before I hit something. And, and everyone's <laughs> going to see me. <laughs> yeah. And so I get that. But Rip Ride Rocket, not not like intense, intense by any means. Hulk is then for the universal coasters. It is then the extreme. That is the most extreme. Yeah. But it is not like there and are still it. worse coasters than the incredible hulk uh, in orlando and uh but at universal it definitely is on the intense end and i feel like i feel like velocicoaster is going to fall closer to the hulk but generally in between rip ride rocket and and the hulk and that's Mm -hmm. a nice that's a nice blend to have because i know a lot of people found dragon challenge to be extreme where i never really i the hulk messed me up for the longest time but dragons i mean i wrote it all the time i wrote it every shift that i opened opened up i wrote it at least once a day every time i worked there so i mean i i wrote it a lot and and so i I never really got super sick from it but i felt like that was the place dragons was in between hulk and rip ride rocket before so now dangly legs yeah yeah, and now now we're gonna we're kind of getting that that reemergence of that. It's not quite Hulk level, but it's also it's not it's a little bit more than Rip Ride Rocket. It's just in that nice sweet spot in between. But it's also Universal kind of reaffirming that they're like, yeah, not everything we do is gonna be for every per. Uh, you know, yeah. not I don't mean that in the rude way because we have talked about accessibility issues and stuff like that. So I didn't mean it like that, but I mean it in terms of like I can't. Not I can't imagine because I guess Disney is building the Cosmic Rewind, but it is it is one of those where I think it's Universal being like, yeah, we do have we do lean into the I keep I don't want to use the word extreme again. No, it's exciting, uh, thrilling, thrilling. Yeah, we thrilling. have a lot of we have thrill, thrill. Thrills don't forget for we make thrill rides. Families with uh, with tweens, tweens, teens and up is basically yeah, there. Yeah. It's it's another push in that level, and you know they they make no. They make no, uh, they don't make it a surprise to know that they definitely lean into that level. It's not necessarily parks for younger kids. It's not that they, you can't throw them in a playground and let them have fun for a while. You can absolutely do that, but it's definitely the, it's, it's directed towards, towards families with kids who maybe are too 
not, I don't want to say embarrassed for Disney, but you know, some kids, some kids are. There's there's kids out that, there. You who, get that I'm age. too old for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you you bridge that gap where you were like, oh, I don't want to say that's where I'm going because I yeah. made fun of. And then when you and, get older, you're like, what was wrong with me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and also Disney has done a good job on their part by with the properties they've bought, like Marvel and Star Wars, to be able to now say, okay, you know, we can fill that gap as well too. We only had Star Tours before, which you know in a park that might be directed for kids, that's one thing, but now we have a full section and it's something that everyone knows about. And Marvel's going to have a bigger presence. So Disney's trying to fill that gap that they started to lose people to universal before, but universal, you know, it's uh, our good friend, Ashley, Ashley, Bob and her family, like they're, they are a Jurassic world family. That's her full, that's her full name. Ashley, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't two people. That was uh, Ashley good old Bob. Ashley Bob. Uh, but that's that's the example of a family that they 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 grew into Jurassic Jurassic Park and a lot of the properties at Universal. And as they've returned, I feel like it's it's hit them a little bit more each time. And uh, I feel like that's what happens to a lot of families. So doubling down on it, never, never a bad idea for Universal to remember that. Yeah. We still, we still have something that that at least Disney yeah. might offer on the same level. But I, I cannot wait for it to open. So we still don't have an exact opening date. Still says summer. However, that it will most likely have either previews or or a technical rehearsal sooner. But at the very least, summer it will be. It will be up and running at some point during the summer. So I think that's it for our news this week from Universal Orlando Resort. And I know that we we probably won't get much more news unless we do get that Jurassic World Velocicoaster opening date uh, sooner than later here. But uh, we do have one fun food review in store for you that will be coming up. I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after that, but definitely keep an eye out for that one. It's going to be fun. We ate at Fire Eater's grill and mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say i'm gonna give the spoiler i think we may have found a new go-to place when dining at universal orlando rhino shaking his mm-hmm. head there uh, so. shaking my head thinking about it right now i was real yeah. hungry <laughs> yeah oh me too so uh you're gonna have to stay tuned for that one but we are going to wrap up this week's show so thank you so much rhino for chatting about universal with me for a while here Of course, anytime. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. Of course, we uh, we do appreciate you. So if you could once again, make sure that you hit thumbs up on this video if you enjoyed it, as well as make sure you're subscribed. And then again, to our audio people out there, if you could make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the feed wherever you're getting your podcast. And then specifically, if it's Apple Podcasts, please leave us ratings and reviews. And then if you want to support us further, Dreams Unlimited Travel. And, of course, you can find Dreams Unlimited Travel at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Easy enough. So uh, that's it for the episode. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 